And again, this lesson tonight is not just about the movie. And the movie is coming out this Friday, right? But it's about something deeper than that. When we talk about Transformers and Decepticons, we're talking about basic Bible principles and basic Bible warnings. Let me say that again. Bible principles and Bible warnings, right? So we know that we are to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. But also when the disciples asked Jesus, what should we look for at the end of this world? And you're coming. Take heed that no man deceive you. So we're talking about tonight, Transformers and Decepticons. So at this time, please put in the comment section where you are watching from, tuning in from, and we are going to get started in one moment, brothers and sisters. One moment. We're going to get started in one moment. Moment. We got Sister Helen Beasley from Griffith, Indiana. Thank you for tuning in to our show or Bible class this evening. I want to say thank you so much. Let me share some of this stuff. Share to a group. Transformers and Decepticons. Please put in the comment section where you are watching from where you are tuning in from we want to acknowledge you and please share the live feed at this time brothers and sisters we definitely appreciate you in advance tonight's lesson transformers and decepticons we do this lesson every so often. I think the last time we did this lesson was in 2019. Sister Viola Rogers, peace and blessings to you, sister. But the movie is about to come back out this Friday, Transformers and Decepticons. So we're going to give you the biblical version and the biblical look and the biblical insight to what's going on in the spiritual world all around us, things that we can't see, but we witness, brothers and sisters. We got Sister Alexis Sherrell, peace and blessings to you uh, for tuning in to today's Bible class, Transformers and Decepticons. Transformers and Decepticons. Um, please let us know where you are tuning in from and where you're watching from. We have one minute before we go live. We have one minute before we go live. And yes, 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 y'all. And again, we want to thank you all for tuning in to tonight's Bible class. Sister Key, I got your message. Uh, hang tight. Let's see. Let's see, sent. Let me go to drafts. And it's coming to you in one moment, sis. So. Uh, start texting your family members and your friends about tonight's lesson, Transformers and Decepticons. Transformers and Decepticons. All right. 
We're getting started in one moment. I am sharing the lesson as well. I want to say peace and blessings to each and every one of you who are out there. Thank you so much for tuning in, for sharing, inviting other people to the live feed, all of those things, brothers and sisters. Thank you so much in advance for all of your support, right? So again, this lesson tonight is to show you a different look. And again, anytime we have these movies that pops up and they have things coming in from out of space, um, we did a lesson called Space Invaders. Anytime you have that type of thing, brothers and sisters, going on, then you are tuning into a spiritual realm of things, okay? A spiritual realm of things. So let's get into tonight's lesson. Let's 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 deal with it. And again, I am excited about tonight's lesson. We're going to get started in one moment. Uh, let me share to a couple of more groups. Also, if you're out there, put your name in the comment section so that we can acknowledge you, and um, we can let everybody know that you are here, where you're watching from. In the comment section. And we want to thank you in advance. Okay, a couple of more shares left. And we will be ready, brothers and sisters. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel as well, Truth Hour TV. For those who don't have um, a Facebook page and those things of that sort, you can still share the lessons with them, okay? So again, we're live, we're live, we're live. And let's get ready to stand up, face Jerusalem, get into our prayer, and then we're going to get into the what we believe. Again, what we believe. And of course, we got to bring on our YouTube family as well. Okay. Let's see. This is the key. Okay, brothers and sisters, we are ready. We are ready. Let's stand up, face Jerusalem. Father God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, we come before you on this Tuesday, on this platform, truth our Father God, asking that you intervene in our affairs, Father God. Give us the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, and the interpretation of your word, Father God, so that it may go forth to those who have listening ears, Father God. Father God, this lesson tonight, Father God, is to show people that we are not just dealing with flesh and blood human beings or beings on this earth, that we're also dealing with spiritual beings on this earth as well, Father God. So let us know so that we may let no man deceive us, Father God. And also let us be transformed by the renewing of our mind. We ask this in your son, Jesus, Yeshua name. And that name it is, we pray. Um, and we say, Amen. All right, brothers and sisters, let's get ready to bring on our YouTube. Let's get ready to bring on our YouTube in one moment. Let's read off the what we believe. The Truth Hour Bible Class is an online social media Bible-based ministry where we teach the uncut word of God as it is written in the scripture, line upon line, precept upon precept. 
That's Isaiah 28 and 10. Our mission is to lead as many souls to Jesus the Christ so that through the word of God and the keeping of the commandments, we may receive salvation. Our motto is, if you cannot read it, then do not believe it. Here's what we believe, brothers and sisters. We believe in the name of Jesus. We have no dispute with those among our brothers and sisters who would like to use the name Yahweh, Yahshua, uh, Isua, or any of the variations of the name before it was translated into the English version in which we have today. Right? We have no issue with that. We choose to use the name Jesus primarily because our people speak English, brothers and sisters. All right. So now here's what we believe. Number two, we believe that Jesus alone is our Lord and Savior. Again, Jesus alone is our Lord and Savior. Number three, we believe in the Sabbath day, which is from Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. Again, from Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. Um, number four, we believe in the seven feast days of the Lord as listed in Leviticus, the 23rd chapter. Number five, we believe that we, the so-called African-American and those that were spread throughout the four corners of the world by way of the transatlantic slave trade are indeed Israelites and all the Lord's statutes, laws, and commandments apply to us. Um, number six, we believe that we must keep the law to the best of our ability. Number seven, we believe that we must keep the Lord's dietary law. No pork, no shrimp, no catfish, no lobster, snail, or anything that was not permissible for us to eat in the book of Leviticus, the 11th chapter, which gives us the laws of the beast that may be eaten and the laws of the beast that may not be eaten. Okay. Number eight. We believe that both the scripture or Old Testament and the testimony or New Testament must be used when teaching the word of God. You can't be an Old Testament scholar or a New Testament Christian. You must be both brothers and sisters. Okay. You can find that in the book of Isaiah 8 and 20. This word must be taught according to the law and the testimony. Number nine, we don't believe in Sunday Sabbath service. Number, uh, We don't believe in the Trinity doctrine. We don't believe in the cross or images or holidays that originated in the worship of other gods, such as Christmas, Easter, New Year's, or any other brothers and sisters or any other holiday that originated in the worship of other gods. Number 10, we believe that salvation through Jesus is for all people, no matter what race, color, or nationality, Revelation 7 and 9. At this time, brothers, if you have a hat on or a head covering, we ask that you remove it. Sisters, if you do not have a head covering on, we ask that you please place one on so that we can be in accordance with the ordinances of God. Uh, found in the book of First Corinthians, the 11th chapter, verses 3 through 6. Now, let's go ahead and bring on our YouTube listeners. And we're going to go live in 5, 4, 3, 2, and 1. 
Thank you so much, you two, for attending this Bible class. We hold on every Tuesday at 7 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time, and it's live on Facebook Live. And then after the Facebook, we upload it to YouTube. But please subscribe to that channel below, okay? And hit that bell button so that you can be alerted when we do go live. Tonight's lesson is a spoiler alert. Again, this is a spoiler alert. The name of this lesson tonight is called Transformers and Decepticons. Yeah, we know the new movie is coming out this Thursday night. But before the new movie comes out, we want to let you know about the Transformers and the Decepticons on a spiritual level that's talked about in the word of God. And once you understand who they are, we will be well equipped to deal with these Decepticons, brothers and sisters. We're going to do our research in this book called the Bible. And then we're going to find out, according to our research, how to defeat the Decepticons by us transforming, by the renewing of our mind. Now, let's go to the book of Romans, the eighth chapter. The Lord wants us to focus on the transformation of our minds, just like I said before. You can lose your money. You can lose your possessions. You can lose your friends. You can lose your family members. You can lose your health, right? But once you are brainwashed and once you lose your mind, brothers and sisters, now that's directly affecting our salvation. Right. And so you in a wheelchair, you handicap, you're thinking with the right mind, you know what to do according to the word of God. You can still work out your salvation with fear and trembling. But once someone has corrupted your mind, brothers and sisters, it's hard to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. So let's go to Romans, the eighth chapter, and we're going to read um, three verses, five through seven. Romans, the eighth chapter. And we're going to read verses five through seven. And it reads, for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. So this is why we get so upset. This is why we panic so much. This is why we build up anxiety and stress and get high blood pressure because we mind the things of the flesh. And some of those things of the flesh we cannot control. And so why would I Place my worry in something that I cannot control. But then it says, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. So once your mind has been transformed, you start focusing on God. And the things that we need to do to prepare ourselves to be ready to meet him when he comes. Six, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. You ever wonder why people walk around and they just are at peace and they have a peaceful demeanor and a calm type of demeanor? You ever wonder why that was? It's because they are focused on spiritual things. They don't let the little petty things get to them. They don't get rattled very quick. Because their mind is not on the fleshly things. Verse 7, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, 
for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So this flesh and blood, every single day, it is warring against your spirit. It is telling you to do things that your spirit knows that we should not be doing. Now, let's go to Matthew the 13th chapter, right? If we change the way we think, that change the, changes the way we talk and what our conversation is. And it also changes the way we act, brothers and sisters. Now, we must transform ourselves. We all must walk towards God in a world that's ran by Satan. So we're talking about tonight transformers and Decepticons, brothers and sisters. Again, Transformers and Decepticons. This is a spoiler alert, brothers and sisters. We're in the book of Matthew, the 13th chapter. Now, understanding this process, right, of transforming our minds, understanding this process reveals that everybody ain't on the up and up, right? Some people transform to get closer to God and some people transform to get further and further away from him and closer to Satan. These are the ones that we call Decepticons, right? While you are walking towards God, there will always be Decepticons who would try to show up in your life and prevent you from walking towards God and that tree of life. Satan is the biggest Decepticon, but Satan ain't by himself. There was a third of the angels that were kicked out of heaven. And those angels that were kicked out of heaven, those fallen angels, those demons are possessing your co-workers, your family members, and your friends. And you're thinking to yourself, what in the hell is wrong with them? Why would they say something like that? Why would they do something like that? It's because they have been possessed by Decepticons. We war not against flesh and blood, brothers and sisters, but spiritual wickedness in high places. Let's go to the book of Matthew, the 13th chapter. We're going to read verses 1 through 9, the book of Matthew, the 13th chapter, and we're going to read verses 1 through 9, and it reads, The same day went Jesus out of the house and sat by the seaside. And great multitudes were gathered together unto him so that he went into a ship and sat and the whole multitude stood on the shore. And he spake many things unto them in parables saying, behold, a soul went forth to sow. And when he sowed some seeds fell by the wayside and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth. And forthwith they sprung up because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. But others fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. Who have ears to hear, let them hear. And so Jesus is talking and he's actually dropping jewels right here. He's kicking wisdom to those onlookers who are watching him, who are standing by the seashore. But the thing about many of them, even some of his disciples, 
They had no clue as to what he was saying and as to what he was talking about. Remember, this was a parable that he was speaking in. So now let's go ahead and break down the parable about what Jesus is talking about because he has to explain it in a little bit more simple terms to those who are listening. But remember, we're talking about transformers and Decepticons. Let's read verse 18 through 23. Uh, or 18 through 20, uh, yeah, 18 through 23, it says, hear ye therefore the parable of the sword. So now he's about to go ahead and explain it a different way. It says, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and understands it not, then come of the wicked one and catches away that which was sown in his heart that is he which receives seed by the wayside. Now, again, <clears throat> many of us who have been brought up in, in religion, many of us have not been actually been educated on the word of God. So when we hear the word of God actually being taught, we really don't understand it. We have a desire to understand it, but we really don't understand it. So when someone begins to explain, that there's a three and a half year great tribulation period before the coming of Jesus. Some of those who don't understand say, well, I thought Jesus can come back at any day now. Well, the word of God says that the man of sin must reveal himself. He must stand in the holy place and pronounce himself to be God here on earth. There must be a three and a half year great tribulation period. A time and a trouble that there has never been since there's been time and a trouble. And then immediately after the tribulation of those days, Matthew, the 24th chapter says. The son of man appeared in the clouds coming. And they said, well, wait a minute. I ain't never heard somebody break that thing down like that before. I'm excited. I want to know more. And then they make the mistake of telling people what they just heard really having not gained a full understanding of what they just heard. And what happens? According to Jesus, I'll say it again. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and don't understand it, then come up the wicked one and catches away that which was sown in his heart. They knew in their heart when they heard this truth that it was what they've been looking for. But again, somebody comes to them, oh, you don't need to know all of that stuff. We don't need to know all of that. All we need to know is that Jesus saves and Jesus is good and Jesus heals. Jesus can come back at any day. Now, I don't know who you've been talking to and what you've been listening to. And they start to pull them away. Verse 20, it says, but he that received the seed into stony places, the same as he that heareth the word and anon with joy to receive it. Now, what about 21? Yet. He has not root in himself, but, uh, but endures for a while for when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, by and by, he is offended. So again, if you don't have a deep root in this word, you're going to let somebody come and upset you because you have not gain the wisdom on how to navigate through and beyond the Decepticons because now you're transforming, brothers and sisters. 
by the renewing of your mind. Let's continue reading. It says, he also that receives seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of richness choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. So again, you get that death that happens in your family. You start experiencing losses of job and loss of income or a bad health report. You start forgetting all about this word that you've been le learning. You go back to God, I really need you. God, I want you to come into my life. God, I want you to do this for me. I want you to do that for me. But don't you know that God has requirements for us too? He has requirements for us in order for us to receive the blessing of what we want him to do for us. This is not just a one-way relationship, brothers and sisters. Verse 23, it says, but he that received the seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word, understands it, which also bear fruit and bring forth some a hundredfold, some 60 and some 30. So sister key Israel, I got to, I got to read this. Let's read verses, let's see. Let's read verses 37 through 43 and we're in the book of matthew 13 37 through 43 now this parable is explained like four different times in this one chapter i want to break it down a little bit more about these seeds whom some was planted on stony ground some was planted not deep enough i want to break it down a little bit more according to jesus and how he answered and broke it down Matthew 13, 37 through 43, it says, he answered and said unto him, he that soweth the good seed is the son of man. So Jesus has done his job. It says the field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. So here in verse 38, we got the transformers and we got the wicked ones or the decepticons. Verse 39, it says, the enemy that sold them is the devil. So again, the devil is the father of lies. He got a third of the angels kicked out of heaven with him. And now they are running havoc on this earth and doing what they are assigned to do. It says, the enemy that sold them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world and the reapers are the angels. You ever seen the cartoons? That they talk about the reaper. Yeah, the reapers are the angels. 40, as therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of the world. The son of man shall send forth his angels and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and them which do iniquity and shall cast them into the furnace of fire, which is the lake of fire. There shall be welling and gnashing of teeth then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom. How are we going to shine forth as the sun in the kingdom? Because we're going to be transformed from our flesh and blood bodies into our spiritual bodies. Just like the angels who did not get kicked out of heaven, who illuminate with their anointed bodies. It says, 
Um, then shall the righteous shine forth in the sun as the sun in the kingdom of their father who have ears to hear, let him hear. We're talking about transformers and Decepticons, brothers and sisters. Now, Satan will use your love and turn it and turn you into a Decepticon. We got to read this, brothers and sisters. Let's go to the book of Job. I'm going to skip Genesis, uh, Sister Key. Let's go to Job, the first chapter. And we're going to read one verse, one, Job one and one. Let's see how the Lord could turn your love. Uh, I'm sorry, Satan can turn your love around and turn you into a Decepticon. Let's see an example of that because we got to use this book to find examples of the things that we are looking for and to deal with today. That's why I always say, be careful of your husband, be careful of your wife, be careful of your family member and friends. They truly really love you, but Satan could use their love against you and turn them into a Decepticon. Job 1 and 1, and it reads, there was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. That man was perfect and upright, one that feareth God and eschewed evil. We're talking about the man Job. Let's find out what happened to him, and let's find out who in his inner circle, because of their love for him, allowed Satan to use them to become a Decepticon. Job 1, 7 through 11, and it reads, and the Lord said unto Satan, where are you coming from? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, have you considered my servant Job? There is none like him in the earth, a perfect man, upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, do you think that Job fears you for nothing? Have not you made a hedge of protection about him and about his house and about all that he have on every side? You have blessed the works of his hands and his abundance is increased in the land. But put forth your hand now. He's talking to God. Satan is talking to God. I want you to put forth your hand and touch all that he has and he will curse you to your face. The Satan is telling the Lord to touch Job, to afflict him. But let's look at what the Lord said. And the Lord said unto Satan, behold, all that he has is in your power. Only upon himself put not forth your hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. Now here it is. The Lord has given Satan permission to afflict Job, right? Not personally, but all that he has. He said, you can afflict all that he has, but I don't want you to touch him. He said, only upon himself put forth not their hand. Everybody else is fear game. His family members, his friends, his possessions. So let's go to Job 2, 1 and 9. Job 2, 1 and 9. So just to break it down, brothers and sisters, Satan afflicted. His family, he lost all of his children, lost um, his possessions. He was a very rich man. But that wasn't enough to turn Job against God. So wait a minute. Satan comes back a second time and tries him again. You got to look at this thing. 
Matthew, I believe it's the fourth chapter, when Satan positioned Jesus after he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights and he was in the mount, he, he didn't just try one time. He kept coming back. And here it is again, Satan is coming back to the Lord. And it says at Job 2, 1 through 9, it says, and again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. What are they doing? They're giving a report. It's the angel's job to give report. Satan got to give report too. Remember, he's still an angel. He's just a fallen angel. He still falls up under the confines of what angels are supposed to do. He said, and there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. And the Lord said unto Satan, where are you coming from? And Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect man, upright, one that fear of God and assureth evil. And still he hold fast his integrity, although you moved me against him to destroy him without cause. And Satan answered the Lord and said, skin for skin. Yeah, all that a man have, he will give for his life. But put forth your hand now and touch his bone in his flesh and he will curse you to your face. Again, still trying to get the Lord to do his dirty work. But the Lord said, I'll tell you what I will do. I will remove my protection from him and let you do. But there's only one condition. Let's read. At verse six, and the Lord said unto Satan, behold, he is in your hand, but save his life. So Satan went from the presence of the Lord and smote Job with sore boils from the sole of his foot unto his crown. And he took him a pot share to scrape himself with fall, and he sat down among the ashes. Then said his wife unto him, do you still retain thine integrity? Curse God and die. Job's wife loved him. She hated to see him suffer the way that he was suffering. He had already lost his children. He had already lost his possessions. And now here it is, his health is failing him. She's saying, baby, I don't wanna see you go through what you're going through. Do you still maintain your integrity? Why don't you curse God to your, curse God to his face and die? Get it over with. I'm tired of seeing my husband suffer. At that moment, it is when Job's wife became a Decepticon, brothers and sisters. She became a Decepticon. Let's look at the answer of what Job said to her at verse 10. It says, but he said unto her, you speak as one of the foolish women speaker. What? Shall we receive good at the hand of God and shall not receive evil? And that's a message to some of you all who are watching this program. Shall you receive good from God and shall not receive evil? And all this did not Job sin with his lips. Brothers and sisters, God never said to us, that because we study the word, that we go to Sabbath day classes, that we keep the statutes, laws, and commandments, that bad things wouldn't happen to us. 
He never said those things, brothers and sisters. And that's why the scripture is written that he who endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. Let's go to the book of Matthew, the 16th chapter. We're talking about transformers and Decepticons. This is a spoiler alert, brothers and sisters. Now, Peter was the head apostle of the 12 to Jesus. Let's go to Matthew, the 16th chapter. Peter loved Jesus so much that he allowed his love for Jesus to consume him so much that he became a Decepticon. Let's go to Matthew, the 16th chapter. Matthew, the 16th chapter. You got to watch yourself, brothers and sisters. We're talking about Transformers and Decepticons. We're in the book of Matthew, the 16th chapter. And let's look at how Jesus pumped Peter up, gave him credit. You my man. And then let's see what happened after that happened. Matthew 16. We're going to read all the way down from verse 15. And we're going to read from verse 15 on down. Let's see what we go, how far we want to go. Okay. Uh, verse 15, let's do 24, verse 15 through 24, Matthew 16, 15 through 24, and it reads, and he saith unto them, whom do you say I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, you are that Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood have not revealed it unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto you that you, Peter, that, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, Jesus is the rock. Peter is not the rock, brothers and sisters. So he wasn't saying, upon Peter, I will build my church. Jesus is the foundation of the church. So he said that thou art Peter, and upon this rock, speaking of himself, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then charged he his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and the chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. Now, this is the moment when Peter became a Decepticon because he loved Jesus so much that when Jesus told him that he was going to be persecuted, tortured and killed, Peter couldn't have it. But again, that's all Satan needs is a small doorway to turn you into a Decepticon. Let's look at what Peter said after Jesus told him what was going to happen to him. Verse 22. 
It says, then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto you. But he turned and said unto Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. Why would he tell Peter, get thee behind me, Satan? After he just told Peter, you are my chief apostle. Whatever you bound on earth is going to be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is going to be loosed in heaven. I'm giving you the keys. Why would he turn around and call Peter Satan? Because Jesus had an assignment and his assignment was to come into the world and die for the sins of men. Anyone, I don't care who it is, that's going to prevent me from doing what I am assigned to do is no longer with me, but is with my adversary, which is none other than Satan the devil. So he knew that could not have been coming from the spirit of Peter. That came from the spirit of Satan. And you have to call a thing what it is. So he said at verse 23, but he turned and said unto Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. You are an offense unto me. For you savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. We're talking about transformers and Decepticons tonight on the Bible class Truth Hour, brothers and sisters. Let's keep this thing going. Let's keep this thing going. Now, we're going to jump down, Sister Key, to Optimus Prime and Megatron. Now, we know according to the movie, those are the leaders of their armies. Optimus Prime represented the Transformers and Megatron represented the Decepticons. Now, let's look at this thing. The two leaders depicted one was representing good and one was representing evil. If we look at the meaning of the names, we can connect it to our lesson, brothers and sisters. The word optimist comes from the root word opt, meaning sight. It is the knowledge of God that gives us knowledge and wisdom. And when we begin to study this word of God, and when we begin to learn new things that we have not learned before, something inside us causes us to say, oh, now I see. Well, wait a minute. You got two eyes that you can look at things through, but you also got a mind. Many times because of religion, we have been blinded by the mind's eye which is our spiritual eye. So the word opt comes from the word sight, brothers and sisters. Optimist also means optimistic, which means a positive outlook. Still dealing with sight. The word prime, brothers and sisters, means main or most important or the best quality or the period in your life when you are most active or successful. So the word optimist, we broke it down. And let's look at it in the book of Ecclesiastes, the 11th chapter. Ecclesiastes, the 11th chapter. 
And we're going to read verses 9 through 11. Ecclesiastes, the 11th chapter. And we're going to read three verses. 9, 10. I'm sorry, 9 and 10. Ecclesiastes 9 and 10, two verses. And reads, rejoice. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm in 11. Uh, let's see. Ecclesiastes. Yeah, the 11th chapter, verses 9 and 10. And it reads, Rejoice, O young man, in your youth, Optimus Prime, your youth, brothers and sisters, and let your heart cheer thee in the days of your youth, and walk in the ways of thine heart, and in the sight, Optimus, optical, lens, and in the sight of your eyes, but know thou that for all these things God will bring thee into judgment. Therefore, remove sorrow from your heart and put away evil from your flesh, for childhood and youth are vanity. Brothers and sisters, childhood and youth are vanity. You ever heard the old saying by the, by, by the elders? They said youth is wasted on the young. When we're young, we don't even think about being young. But when we get old, we wish that we could get some of that time back again. We're going to go to the next chapter, Ecclesiastes 12 and 1. Ecclesiastes 12 and 1. And it reads, Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh. When thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. So in our youth, brothers and sisters, let us magnify these days of our youth to get closer and closer to God. So we're breaking down the two leaders, optimists and what they represent, prime. We said opt, which means meaning, which means, I'm sorry, sight or lens, the way you look at things. Optimist, also optimistic looking at things from a positive outcome and prime, which means the main or most important thing, the best quality. When you're young, that's the best quality of your life, right? And of course, prime representing your youth. Now, the word Megatron is a compound word. Mega meaning huge or heavy. Tron meaning a tool or device. What is the heavy tool or device that the Decepticons use against the sheep of God? Satan is a Megatron. He's heavy, brothers and sisters, in knowledge. And that's how he was able to beguile Eve in the garden. He knows how to use the word of God, but add his own twist. And now he has created Megatrons in the pulpit. Doing the same thing. Let's go to 1 Timothy 4, 1 through 6. 1 Timothy 4. And we're going to read 1 through 6. Watch out for these Decepticons, brothers and sisters. 1 Timothy 4, 1 through 6. And it reads, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Now we're only dealing with seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. That is the subject matter of this particular chapter. 
Let's read what some of these seducing spirits and doctrines of devils are. Let's go down to three. It says forbidding to marry. So we know that there's a religious organization that says if you want to be a priest, you can't marry a woman. That's a Decepticon, brothers and sisters. It says, and commanding to abstain from meats, which God has created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. Well, you can't eat meat. But this period of time, you can only eat fish on Fridays. Those are the religious rules of certain religious organizations, but it's not founded in this book because we have a dietary law and we have seven feast days or holy high Sabbath days, which we're commanded to do certain things on those days, right? Like the day of atonement, we are commanded to fast on that particular day. But that's not a religious rule. That is a commandment from the Lord. Read it on your own. It says you must afflict your souls. Let's continue reading. At verse four, for every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving. So you can pray over pork. You can pray over catfish. And ask God to bless it when he told us already that those things are unclean. I'm commanding you. Not to touch those things. They are a, an abomination. But this right here, there are people to say, hey, we can pray over our food. We can make it clean. No matter what kind of food it is. For it is sanctified at verse 5 by the word of God and prayer. You can't sanctify something with prayer that the Lord told you not to consume. Verse 6. If you... Put the brethren in remembrance of these things. You shall be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine, whereunto you have attained. Verse seven, but refuse profane old wise fables and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. Something as smooth as pray over your food. Something as smooth as, oh, you can go to church anytime you want to go to church. And that is true. But there must be a day that you set aside, which the Lord calls the Sabbath day. Right? And have a holy convocation. So we got to watch these things, brothers and sisters. Let's go to the book of John, the eighth chapter. These Decepticons are ops and robbers, which we have another lesson, right? They are they oppose God. So when you hear the young people say, oh, they go to ops. Ops is short for the word opposition. So these Decepticons oppose God with the attempt to rob you of your salvation. Whether they know it or not, they're being used by Satan. Some of these Decepticons, brothers and sisters, are even under the impression that they're doing God a favor by killing God's prophets. Like they killed Jesus. Like they killed the prophets that came before Jesus, like they killed the disciples. They think they're doing God a favor. Satan got them so messed up. 
And some today even defend a lie, not knowing that they are being used by Satan. You ever brought the truth to somebody and showed it to them where it was written? Well, you just believe what you believe and I'ma believe what I believe. That ain't what I was taught. That ain't how I was raised. But you looking at it with your own eyes. Let's go to John 8, 42 through 47. John 8, 42 through 47. And it reads, Jesus said unto them, if God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Even because you cannot hear my word. You are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own. For he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. Which of you convinced me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do you not believe me? He that is of God, hear God's words. You therefore hear them not because you are not of God. And it's the same thing today. People will see us live on Facebook or, 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 or um, YouTube or get the text message and say, well, you know, I ain't, I ain't worrying about learning more about God. I ain't, I ain't down with that. And being lied to every day and being convinced of things that are not true every day and walking in a path that they've been taught to walk in and they're walking in the wrong direction, brothers and sisters. So here's the question. How do we win the war? The war is a spiritual war among transformers and Decepticons, among the ops and the robbers, brothers and sisters. But do not try to fight this war based on how you feel, on your emotions. Oh, you upset, so I'm going to deal with things based on how I feel. No, brothers and sisters, we got to fight this war with the word of God. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. How did Jesus deal with Satan when he had fastest, fasted for 40 days and 40 nights? He dealt with Satan with the word of God. Throw yourself off of this cliff. Not one, your toes should not dash a, a stone. The angels will come and, 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 and get you. Is it not written in the scripture? That thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. See, Jesus is the Lord of Satan. That's why he said, is it not written in the scripture that you shall not tempt the Lord your God? It's written. So we deal with Satan. We deal with the Decepticons with the word of God. Let's go to 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, verses 1 through 3. 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, I'm sorry, verses 3 through 5. Verses 3 through 5, and it reads, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God 
to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Y'all remember the scripture, obedience is better than sacrifice. See, when we begin to assemble ourselves, that's when transformation happens. Collect yourselves, just like the transformers. They collect themselves, right? Assemble yourselves, brothers and sisters. That's when the transformation truly takes place, when God begins to heal and restore us from that childhood hurt, that church hurt, those things that happen to us that your family members don't want to talk about, that bad relationship, that failed marriage, that job hurt. Then we become transformed, brothers and sisters, and truly sons and daughters of God. Let's go to the book of Ezekiel, the 37th chapter. Ezekiel the 37th chapter and we're going to read verses 1 Ezekiel 37 and we're going to read verses 1 see where we're going to stop at this is all good stuff right here Ezekiel 37 and we're going to read verses 1 through 15 let's get it y'all it says, the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord, God, you know. And he said unto me, again, he said unto me, prophesy over these bones and say unto them oh ye dry bones hear the word of god and that's what we're saying to you brothers and sisters hear the word of god yeah we we've been dry we've been bones that have been laid in the valley but it is time for us to assemble ourselves like who the transformers Verse five, thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. And what is breath today, brothers and sisters? It is the word of God. This is what inspires us. So when we go to the doctor and they say cold blue and they do the defibrillator and they pump on the chest and the person doesn't survive, they look at their watch and they say this person expired at 7.54 p.m. So if expiration is death, then inspiration means life. And there is nothing that lives and exists in this world unless it has breath in it. No living thing lives without oxygen, brothers and sisters. And so it says at verse, uh, where are we at? Verse six, it says, and I will lay sinews upon you and will bring up flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded 
And as I prophesied, there was a noise and behold a shaking and the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld lo, sinews and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind, prophesy son of man and say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breathe and O breath and breathe upon these slain that they may live. And brothers and sisters, we are a dead people on a spiritual level. So dead that we don't even identify with who we are. And so the Lord has to come and breathe life back into his people. And how does he do it? With the truth, the knowledge, and the wisdom of his word. Verse 9, it says, then say, then see, I'm sorry, um, we did verse 9, verse 10. So I prophesied as he commanded, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood up upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. Then he said unto me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say our bones are dried and our hope is lost. We are cut off from our parts. And I'm telling, saying this to you, sons and daughters of the transatlantic slave trade. You are that Israel, the sons and daughters of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. And it is time for you to stand up. It is time for us to stand us up. God is breathing into our nostrils his word. And it is time for us to come alive. Verse 12. And it says, therefore prophesy unto them, that, um, thus saith the Lord God, behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your grave and bring you into the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you out of your graves and shall put my spirit in you and you shall live and I shall place you in your own land. Then shall you know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. The word of the Lord came again unto me, saying, Moreover, thou son of man, take thee one stick and write upon it for Judah. And for the children of Israel, his companions, then take another stick and write it upon it for Joseph, the stick of Ephraim, and for all the house of Israel and his companions, and join them one to another and to one stick, and they shall become one in thy hand. And that's what's going to happen. All divided tribes, brothers and sisters, are going to eventually come back together as one family and we rejoice in advance to see that day approaching we got three more places to go we're going to go to the book of romans the 12th chapter romans to the 12th chapter now i don't know if you remember the earlier version of the transformers it was called voltron before there was transformers there was voltron brothers and sisters however each individual was great. Each part of Voltron, before they assembled together, they were great. But when they combined themselves together, then they became powerful. So when we unite with one another, when we come together individually, yeah, we're great. But collectively, brothers and sisters, we become powerful, one body. One body. This is why the Bible class truth hour teaches the word of God on Tuesdays. We don't do sermons. 
based off of how I personally feel, what testimony I have based on a, on a test that happened to me in my life. No, brothers and sisters, there are times and there are places for that, but there's also a time and a place for us to actually learn what thus saith the Lord. The power is in the connection, brothers and sisters. And in the middle of that connection is Jesus, right? Each of those parts understood that they had a role to play, right? Do you know what role you have to play? Maybe you saw somebody and you met them and you said, hey, let me share something with you about the word of God. And I always talk about the word of God is like an assembly line. You can't do it all. Don't you know that you would short circuit somebody's brain if you shared with them everything you knew with them not knowing what you know? And I've seen brothers do that. Well, let me show you this. Let me show you that. You know what? Let me show you. Give them some time to digest things a little bit at a time. And maybe you're not the person to do everything. That's why we have different parts of the body. Maybe you were the one who first introduced them to something new. And then maybe somebody will come behind you and then reiterate what you said and confirm what you said. Then maybe somebody else will come behind them and give them things to put on top of what they've already confirmed. And they say, man, I've heard a couple of people say what you're saying to me, but what you're showing me is a little bit even more. I'm ready and I'm hungry to get the, into this thing a little bit more. Every body part has a role to play before we assemble together as one body. Let's go to Romans, the 12th chapter. We're going to start in verse four. Romans, the 12th chapter. And we're going to start at verse four. And it reads. For as we have many members in one body and all members have not the same office. So we being many are one body in Christ and every one members one of another. Having them then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. Whether prophecy, some people had that and have that. Let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith or ministry. Let us wait on our ministering or he that teacheth on teaching or he that exhorteth on exhortation. He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence, he that sheweth mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love and honor, preferring one another. So brothers and sisters, everybody got a different gift, but we all make up one body. The Transformers. And then we're watching those Decepticons and we can acknowledge them and know them when we see them, brothers and sisters. Again, we can watch them, acknowledge them, and know them when we see them. Let's go ahead and pick this thing back up. And I hope that you've been enjoying tonight's lesson, brothers and sisters. Again, you know, we are of a different generation. 
sometimes our teaching is a little bit different. You would never hear some of the brothers teach a lesson like this or this particular way. And that's okay. That's okay. That's why I said or read in the Bible that we all have different assignments, brothers and sisters. We all have different assignments. We're all from different generations. Right? So let's go back and let's go to, to the book of 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15. And we're going to read verse 22. Now, one form of transformation is being transformed by the renewing of your mind. But the last and final transformation is coming out of this flesh and blood body into what Jesus is made of and what those angels are made of, that spiritual body, and becoming joint heirs with Christ. So essentially, you go from man being planted into the ground as a seed, your flesh and blood body, when you die, and being raised a God, brothers and sisters. Remember, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Jesus said, restore me back to my glory that I had with you in the beginning. He was restored back to God. And if we are joint heirs with Christ, then not only will we be, we will be gods, we will be children of the most high. Did not he say you are all God's children of the most high God? Let's go to the book of first Corinthians 15. And 22, 1 Corinthians 15, and we're going to read verse 22, 1 Corinthians 15, and 22, let's see what we have. And it reads, for as in Adam, all die even so in christ shall all be made alive right so we wonder how is this going to happen we need to know the answer to this let's go to verses 47 through 55 47 through 55 it says the first man is of the earth earthly the second man is of the lord from heaven and that's jesus as is the earth, such are they also that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the earthly, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So you think you can go in the kingdom of God looking like this? You got to be transformed into a body that can access the kingdom of God. You've got to be turned from flesh and blood into spirit. Let me read it again. For those of you all who want to live forever with the Lord and enter into the kingdom of God. I didn't say go to heaven. You, you, you see, I, 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 I knew how I was presenting it because what's up there, Jesus said, thy kingdom come. That, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So again, it says, at verse 49, and as we bore the image of the earthly, we shall also the image of the heavenly. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot enter or inherit the kingdom of God. Neither does corruption inherit incorruption. But I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. How? We got to be transformed. 
I show you a mystery that we should all not all sleep, but shall be transformed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed from their flesh and blood body into their spiritual body. This flesh and blood body, brothers and sisters, cannot live past 120 years old at this time. Right? At this particular time, when Jesus comes back, he's going to do something a little bit different. Life is going to be extended. He said a baby would be like 75 years old. But while we're here, Jesus is absent, can't live past 120 years old. And if you live past, I think it was 70 or 80, it's by reason of strength. But this flesh and blood body has to go because that last enemy has to be defeated. And that last enemy is death. And when you remove flesh and blood, you remove death. Because spirit can't die, brothers and sisters. Let's go to Romans 8, 14 through 17. This is our last place. Romans 8, 14. Through 17, this is our last place. Romans 8, 14 through 17. And it reads, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption. Whereby we cry, Abba, Father, the spirit itself bear witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. That means the same thing that Christ got, we get. And he inherited a Godship. And that's why John 1 and 1 again calls the word God. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. It says, and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. So brothers and sisters, this lesson tonight was called Transformers because we must be the ones that transforms ourselves by the renewing of our minds so that when Jesus comes, that we may be transformed from this earthly flesh and blood body to a glorified spiritual body but along the way will come the decepticons but he said in this word in matthew the 24th chapter take heed that no man deceive you transformers and decepticons brothers and sisters thank you so much for your time for those who are on youtube if you would like to be added to our um text message invite list and those who are on um facebook live then catch your name and the keywords truth hour to 312-719-7310 again text your name and the keywords truth hour to 312-719-7310 one zero. I just put that in the comment section. Okay. I just put that in the comment section. Also
Also, if you have a YouTube channel, Facebook, then go and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Truth Hour TV. We need no more subscribers. And for those who are on YouTube, again, if you have a Facebook channel, then go and like our group page. And it's called The Truth Hour Bible Class. We want to thank you so much for tuning in. We're live every Tuesday at 7 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook. And then after that, we upload our videos to YouTube. Let us close out, brothers and sisters, as